Welcome to the Foreign and National Podcast, a show exploring diversity, inclusion, and our personal therapy sessions. My name is Sean. And I'm Vibhu. How are you doing, Vibhu? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Today's going to be a pretty special episode. We're excited. We're excited. We yeah. have a world-famous chef with us, mm-hmm. which is not something that's happened before in our short-lived podcast. Yeah. He owns many restaurants across the world in San Francisco, Chicago, New York. New Delhi. New Delhi. Um, lots of restaurants. Lots of restaurants. And um, has named... been awarded a chef of the year in 2016, amongst many other awards, too. Yeah. We're talking, of course, about Chef Sujan Sarkar. Yeah. Chef, uh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm good. How are you? We're great. You're doing We're great. all right. Excited to have you on. Thank you for joining us at 11.30, almost 12 o'clock your time right now. 12 a.m. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. So for Sean and I, since we're in the Bay Area, uh, the restaurant that we know of yours is is Rue. Yeah. Which is a great restaurant. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Uh, So we'd love to hear uh, from you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. We gave an intro, but I'm sure there's much more. Tell us uh, growing up and what got you into restauranting and, and cooking in general and why so like all the restaurants you've opened tell us about it right it's kind of a long journey not that long but it's almost uh 19 years now um give us the highlights <laughs> so um i grown up uh, uh a suburb of calcutta it's it's, it's not uh, in calcutta but it's nearby so and i never when I thought I will be a chef, I always wanted to be a fashion designer. When always wanted to be mentioned after my high school and all this stuff, so I was trying for uh, the exam, you know, for to get into a fashion school, but that <laughs> didn't happen. So then somehow I got into a hotel school, and that changed everything. And after my first internship, you know. Um, I just got hooked into it, you know, just, uh, I just loved it. You know, before I used to do a bit of cooking, but it's nothing uh, like, you know, how everyone, we get involved in something. Uh, but I never thought I'll be doing this for, you know, or I'll take this up as the main uh job or career and then after that it's been really great uh, of course i've started in india but i never worked there that long uh, and then i went to london and then i was there almost 11 years working in top restaurants and and oh, of wow. course different part yeah. in europe and then went back to india uh, after 11 years and then then i used to run uh, one of the top restaurant group in india mm-hmm. and and then of course i opened something in dubai though i don't own anything in dubai i should i want to make it clear but i opened a beautiful restaurant there successful now they're one of the top restaurants in dubai and uh, then uh, done a little bit of work in 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 uh, Bangkok, but nothing much. Uh, but then US, <laughs> and then you know it's now um, four and a half years. I'm here now. That's very cool. I I love I love how casually you're talking about you know traveling the world and doing the school and, and opening, up, opening restaurants up restaurants when, like it's just something we do every other day. <laughs> right. Statistically speaking, <laughs> restaurants are very hard to open yeah. and sustain, especially right? in you know like the Bay Area or these massive cities. I had, I had a small question. This is a bit of going backwards through history and a little bit of tension, but I've spoken to a lot of kids who, you know, you talk to them and you're like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And they say astronaut or crazy, like, you know, 
doctor or something. But you said fashion designer. Like, where did that come from? Where did that kind of motivation start? Right. You know, I was, uh, you know, as I said, I've grown up in Calcutta, so I'm I'm a Bengali, 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and things that my, uh, if you look into my family, no one, Mm-hmm. It's even thought about uh, doing cooking as a career or a passion or all the stuff. They are also uh, into, um, you know, in, in in agriculture, in academics, in other things, and they're doing really well. But you know, the thing is that I used to, uh, I was always involved in art and and all these things uh, uh, since childhood you know I used to draw paint and kind of all the stuff but then uh, while growing up you know that's really I really hooked into that that how uh, how you can design your uh, that time it wasn't that popular you know that your television and everything was still limited and uh, of course magazine and all this stuff uh, were to look into it but uh, I don't know how I got uh, interested in that so it's, it's not only about your um fashion designing i would say you know with a bit of architecture a bit of uh, you know all this all these things you know and then so it was a lot of like it was a lot of like creative arts that you were then able to sort of channel into into food absolutely yeah yeah it was more than that uh and uh, so i'm i'm curious on um one thing that struck me was that related to this topic was you hadn't really developed a passion for food until you went to hotel school. What do you think was uh, special about hotel school that got you into cooking? I would say not the hotel school. It was first internship when I was um, working in a five-star hotel. Okay. Because in hotel school, uh, uh, you know, any school, uh, those are more theory right you know the practicals and all this thing that's very needed because these are very hands-on right. yep. uh, trade it's not um, much in theory of course you can read books that's uh, i know i was doing that on my final years and then uh, but the internship when we got into the hotel that changed a lot of things because you know uh, there i've seen that the creativity and all this stuff uh, i can also use in cooking too you know in, in different way, of course, it's not the only thing, but uh, of course, you have to put your hundred percent. You have to, you know, first to learn how to cook. But again, at the same time, you can really take these things in a different level if you know how to cook, how to present your food in right way. You can talk about it and you put your thought into it. So you know, the, all these things. And happened there. I think that it's not everything that was the end, that was the beginning of all this. So that's why I got excited. And then, and I think that was the turning point. Did you kind of growing up when you were exploring these different passions and careers, get any pushback from your family or people as like, maybe this is not a viable career path? Because we, you know, there's a narrative obviously in India that a lot of the traditional careers are like doctor, engineer, lawyer, or something like that. And we've made a lot of content about this in the past. I'm just curious if, you know, you've obviously gone through, I would say, you know, through the hotel schooling and the internship is definitely very unique and not many people I know have ever done that sort of stuff. Right. Was there support from your family or was there pushback from your family? Like, what was the dynamic at home when you were making these decisions about your future? Uh, the thing is this, when I was in high school, 
you know, I was not outstanding in studies. We very honest. I let you but I, 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 I wasn't bad either. You know, I was. I was but um, you know, I would say if you look at, uh, then I'm talking about um, almost 2000. You know, I'm talking about 1999 or 2000 at that time. Uh, so I was. I used to do all this stuff, all the creative things. It's not only for um, to take it up as a profession or something, but I was, I was to do that. So mm-hmm. uh, my parents, they always knew that I will not stick to anything which is going to be conventional, you know, doing yeah. the engineering and these and that. Number one, I wasn't that good at it. Number two, uh, I was always used to get involved in other stuff than, you know, uh, sure. the kind of study. So no, there is not, not much pushback. That's, that's refreshing to hear, honestly. That's really uh, cool. It's really nice to hear uh, that your parents recognize that maybe the traditional paths aren't right for you. So, okay, let's see what else he's interested in. Yeah. I mean, so that was like sort of the Indian perspective. I think we want to pivot the conversation now to seeing how you've navigated the whole world. I think Vibhu has a good point about this. Yeah, I, I'm actually very curious. So you have, you either own or you've opened restaurants in so many different parts of the world. How do you think about, how is cuisine and running restaurants different in different parts of the world? How do you think about your restaurant in, let's say, New York versus San Francisco versus New Delhi versus the one you opened in Dubai? Oh, right. You know, uh, as I said, um, I started in uh, Mumbai that time. It was uh, really, it wasn't that easy to get into top hotels that I somehow I got into it that time. And it is back in uh, 2002. And then um, uh, I got an opportunity to move to UK in London. And then I worked in really top restaurants. So as I said, I was cooking modern European and French food there, not Indian. I'm not uh, a trained Indian chef. Of course, I, I, I did some cooking when I was in hotel and other things, but mm-hmm. I, used, I was never uh, doing that full time. That was more like part of uh, my day routine or something. So when I was working there in, in, in good restaurants, what happened is either you do those things in right way or you can just take it up as you just, for your everyday job. So I was never interested in, in day-to-day job because, you know, this is a challenging uh, uh, work. It's not easy to survive in Mission Star restaurant because you used to, we used to work at least minimum 16 hours a day. And, and that is true, sure. 16 yeah. hours a day. And sure. uh, what I used to do, I used to add extra one hour or two hours. I never used to go on break and try to... Uh, use this time uh, to learn something else in, in related to cooking and other things, you know, uh, because they, I, I always wanted to maximize my time because, you know, that time it wasn't easy to get into a really good restaurant. And so uh, I realized in all the states that if I maximize my time, so I will be multitasking, multitasking in the sense I can uh, work in a French restaurant at the same time I can work in a British restaurant too. So I am learning both the things, though things are not that different, but uh, learning uh, a different uh, culture, I would say. Uh, You know, the restaurants are all about, uh, it looks very easy when you're dining there and everything is great, but (laughs) it's it's not that easy at the back of the house, you know, because uh, not only the hours, it's it's, uh, also a lot of people working 
from you know working in the same kitchen from different nationality as well to understand them uh, and a lot more goes into that i'm curious what so let's take a an uh, an example in america what is the difference between uh making a restaurant successful in new york versus making a restaurant successful in san francisco yeah, that's a very good question i would say uh, i was coming there you know so first things you see different continents right and then you uh, the us is a completely different ballgame because uh, you're not you are in east coast you're in west coast all you know everything is different uh, the people they are different uh, i'm not going to say eating is different but uh, with uh, you know the timing is different and the kind of manpower is different so you have to build your team uh, that's the first and foremost thing you know First of all, you should have a concept which works, which is mm-hmm. not, it's new, still not something alien concept that is never right. going to work. So I right. give you a simple example. When you talk about, talk about Indian food, what we do, we call it progressive Indian or modern Indian. And so there are a lot of Indian restaurants in San Francisco and New York too. New York is much more than San Francisco. But, um, you know, San Francisco people are much more open to uh, new things. Not only food, it's about everything. It's about tech, it's about other other things. Sure. So that, I think, uh, worked really well for me, I would say, because what I was doing there, it was new. Uh, it okay. never done there before. It wasn't nothing, it's not, I'm not going to say never done there before. I was not uh, building any rocket or anything. It's just right, food. Right. But just uh, <laughs> changing the, you know, the how you look at uh, Indian food, right? Because if you look into Indian food, uh, Indian cuisine is still not your top five cuisine in, in maybe San Francisco, you know, it's always going to be uh, your local cuisine, right? Of course, it's going to be American, it's going to be Mexican, it's going to be Italian, it's going to be Japanese. Then maybe, you know, Asian, of course, is popular. Then maybe Indian. So people didn't pay that much attention to Indian food or the cuisine. So I always mm-hmm. wanted to change that. And of course, the San Francisco, it wasn't easy because it's very difficult to find uh, right people. And then the cuisine we are doing now, it's even you know hard to find people because there's not many people who can do this job. Right, so that right. after doing that, I was... Uh, involved in doing something in New York but I know I should be honest you know I a little bit of uh, that time I was underestimated New York a little bit I thought okay mm-hmm. if we can do it in San Francisco we'll do it in New York but uh, it trust me it was even harder because yeah. New York the people they already seen you know a lot of good and Indian restaurant and the sure. uh, restaurant we have in New York it's a little different I call it gastro bar fast Indian gastro bar which is not uh, you know that term is not uh, easily used before because Indian food is always about you go to a restaurant, you eat and you go home. That's it. There is nothing yeah. much to it. Or, or there is some fine dining restaurant. There are uh, amazing Indian restaurant. I'm not talking about that, but there is nothing else. But I always wanted to create something in New York, which gonna be, which going to represent New York. So uh, you know, when we started, it wasn't that easy, but uh, it took us uh, five to six months be very honest but yeah. uh, i would say uh, after that uh, you know people just uh, they got into it they they loved what we are doing till today you know and we never stopped since then and uh, i think so, this journey yeah yeah no that's really cool so so you brought up some things about uh, kind of translating indian food in these different areas like san francisco and new york one of the things Vibhu and I talked about, you know, when we were thinking about how to structure this episode was that Indian food can be a very like complex vessel, 
with a lot of different flavors and spices and this and that. And a lot of people around the world who aren't Indian sometimes don't understand how to approach the food or even make sense of, it, of it, what they're eating. It's such an explosion of flavor. It's exactly. It's such an explosion of flavor sometimes where it's really difficult to structure exactly. It's not as simple as, I don't know, like a pancake or waffle or something like that. How did I was going to ask, like, how have you been able to, uh, maybe this is not the right word, but I like almost translate that sort of immense amount of flavor to your audiences who may not understand the complexities that go into the food. Uh, right. You know that, uh, yeah, of course, in Indian food, not only Indian, if you see um, most of the Southeast Asian, uh, uh, the flavors are really robust and a lot of, a uh, lot of things going on there, a lot of spice, you know, uh, but here, and 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 if you look into uh, uh, the Indian food in UK, uh, they're well settled because of the history we have with India and and, and Britain, right? You know, send a lot of good chefs there. They started early, and then uh, you know the cuisine is well settled there. But in right. America, you know, still in New York, of course, a couple of good restaurants. But still, we are young. We are not young in the sense the cuisine is young. And that's why uh, first thing what uh, I realized that what you have to do is that you have to educate people, right? Mm-hmm. In any yeah. new cuisine, you know, the Japanese cuisine, if you look into like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it wasn't that popular. But now everyone wants to, oh, you know, Japanese food. You know, it's, just, it's so amazing. And that's, I realized when I came here, because honestly, until you educate your customer, you know, they will come once and after that they will lose interest. And also uh, you have to understand their palate. And it's not uh, what, uh, you know, traditional food is always good, but you know, how things are changing because if I give you a simple example, not only the food, you think about technology before for one cent for cell phone to <laughs> get an upgrade, you have to wait for a couple of years. Now, every year, right. you get a new sir. <laughs> yeah. So it's, everything, everything is changing. It's not, so food is changing as well, you know? So before uh, we always used to eat what is local or we used to eat when you were traveling, then we used to uh, try different cuisine. But now in, within a city, you have all the cuisines there, right? And everyone is doing good because people are also exploring new flavors and ideas. And also uh, they, are, they are giving it a shot. And after that, of course, if you do it right, if you do it right, people will come to you. They'll love it. You know, I think that's what has happened. As I said, my background is modern European French. That's what I've sure, learned right. how to cook. So when you learn that kind of cooking you always pay respect to your ingredients i think that's also a very important part because if you yeah. look into bay area we get amazing ingredients right so i always wanted to use and highlight those ingredients with indian flavor so i'm really curious you talked about educating the eater when somebody comes into a restaurant, they're usually there to eat. And maybe they're there for an hour longer if they're having drinks and then yeah. they, they leave. How do you educate the eater in that and, and feed them, of course, in that short amount of time? And how is it dependent on location as well? So like, you must educate an SF eater different from like a New York eater. So curious absolutely. to see how that, how that process uh, works. Absolutely. See, uh, um, SF, uh, the restaurant we have is called Rue. It's uh, fine dining. It's also casual fine dining. And uh, when you do f- f- fine dining, so you have more time to speak to your uh, 
guest or, or customer and also in the menu when they will say these are exciting stuff and of course it's not educating it's not your classroom education it's <laughs> yeah, more sure. about it's journey through food yeah it's journey through food right when you'll see okay the indian food can be this you have no idea because so many people they never even been to india uh, you know so for them that is the education that's what i'm talking about and if you're curious of course you ask questions you ask questions to the server servers are there to tell you each and everything how these things are made and then of course we are there sometimes they are most of the time people uh, you know we go to table and we talk to them and they get excited because you know we are doing we are not cutting corners number one number two we cook everything in-house so we we have control sure. over all the ingredients and everything and also when you cook fresh and you cook every day you know that, and also it's not only the cooking, you know, we have to understand what is Indian food is all about. Indian food is all about your memory. It's not about the recipe because you can cook dal in hundred thousands different way. And right. everyone of us, we think we are, my dal is the best. So yes. it's not right. that, it's all about uh, what you grown up eating with, what, how, where you traveled in India, how much you exposed to different kind of uh, regional Indian food and cooking, yeah. the flavors. So a lot of things in India, even we don't know it's, it does exist. In, in I'm talking about the food sense, you know, in that way. So a lot of things is new, even for Indian diners or or uh, you know the people from subcontinent. They they come and eat in our restaurant too. So it's not education for the foreigners or, or non-Indian or it's for everyone. So that's why it's exciting sometimes, right? Right. I was actually going to say, it sounds like you tell a, you, you're telling a story through your food and, you, and the choices that you give people, right? You said you're taking them on this journey and you know, Absolutely. It, it, yeah, it sounds like a story. Yeah, Indian food is all about story. If I start telling you about dishes we build, we are, there is nothing random about it. There is something, of course, ingredients from Bay Area to start with or local. And of course, introducing the flavors, the spices come from uh, different parts of the world. It's not only India, but the story remains the same. And not only about the food, but the cocktail as well. When you build the cocktail, it it. It's a little different than what you normally get into any cocktail bar because of the flavor and, and the story, you know. And that's why we are a little different. Uh, and I think that's why we are very similar to any any uh, good or top restaurant in this country or around the world. So given this journey that you want to take users or you want to take uh, users, eaters to yeah. eaters, users, eaters through, customers. your diners through, what do you want them to leave feeling? What do you want them to feel at the end of it? See, the thing is that, it, as I said, when it, they have to be curious. Sure. Yeah. What next? What next? Otherwise, why are you going to come back to a restaurant? They think about an iPhone. Why, unless until you are curious, you're not going to go to Apple store and, and, and yeah. look into it, right? That's a very good analogy, actually. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's how it is. Everything is now people, are, though it's short term now. So before we were never exposed to all this, right? Now we have lots going on, but food is become a kind of center, central part of our life too, right? Yeah, that's a very good point. I actually wanted to, I know you touched on this earlier as well. You said that nowadays you see that food is evolving faster than ever. And I think you touched on this now that you're saying that people have almost shorter attention spans where they want the next big thing as soon as possible. Absolutely. How's, how's that affected the restaurant game? Like what's what's been your ex- exposure there? Yeah, because we have to be on our toes all the time. You know, we've 
because before, if you think about it, like think about uh, any American diner, they used to do, okay, the burgers, the po'boys, the, okay, they got the pancake, the same menu for 30 years and people oh, yeah, still it was go back there. Yeah, people, why? Because people are okay eating that and there is not many, uh, you know, uh, other places or different cuisine or new things happening. But nowadays, Everything you can share in, in, in Instagram, in your social media handle, you know, these and that, and that's how it's working. But again, it's short-lived because something new is coming up in, 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 in a week or in a month. So you want to go and, yeah. and grab it, you know? So that that's what is happening. So we have to be also, we have to, you know, keep it up with that. So we have to create something which is new, which is refreshing, which is fresh all the time. And, and that's why it's, it's not easy to run multiple restaurants nowadays because as i said it's not only cooking you have to be you have to do other stuff as well you know in terms of your uh, you know from the your the photographs from your instagram from your social media right yeah that's, your, your presence that's, has to be different that, that's another point right like all this like the the, the food exposure the blogs mm-hmm. the instagram blogs that are everyone centered about getting as much exposure as possible so that's that's just probably a whole another just level of stress that's added to that's added to this. a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, th- I think in a good or bad, in that way, good or bad, because you know now everything you can share, you can you can you can um, uh, you know ask question, you can look for uh, inspiration. Or before it wasn't easy, you know. Uh, again, when I was in college, I was to just uh, you know going through magazines and books. You know, just yeah. to get uh, uh, kind of a food magazine from UK, we have to wait for I don't know how many months. And uh, now everything is easy. You know, you can share. But as I said, that's become part of our life. You know, that's what that's we are doing now: cooking at the at the, at the same time. Time. And you have to also showcase what you are doing, and that's why diners are also excited. No, it's, you know that. It's, you know? Yeah. No, it's yeah. interesting the analogies you're making to like tech and food, and just how they Social both have media, to keep evolving right. with each other. Is there any is there any way you wish that diners or or your eaters they would approach food differently? Do you wish that people would approach food differently these days, or do you like the direction things are headed? Yeah, I always think that food is kind of your basic, very basic things, right? We are hyping it up, but it's okay. Uh, but <laughs> it's, very, it's very basic. It's very basic. At the end. Uh, you will eat no matter what, you know, depends sure. where you're going or what you're doing. Sometimes a simple hot dog can be amazing. And sometimes a three machine store restaurant can be, you know, n- not up to your taste or whatever. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. But I would say, I don't think that much about all this. I, I only think about uh, how to keep it simple. The flavor should be right. Never overcomplicate complicate things. You know, that is what sure. it is. Of course, there there will be always there will be a little bit of education and all this because as i said we are still new we are the, our cuisine we are means our cuisine is still new in america so sure. that's how, how it is and people i think mm, the questions i don't know i i don't have a right answer to that but i think how they are approaching the food is is okay now it's not you know sometimes it's sometimes it's a little little overhyped but uh, as i said it's not only food that's going on with everything else and so it's okay. Hey, but over overhype means more exposure, right? So right. it's a good and good and bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's good. You know, this is it's not we are pushed into it. We're liking it. So as I said, yeah. now I, 
you know, I just love to take picture of my food. I love to design restaurant. I do a lot of things. What, if you look at before, like again, if you look into like 20 years ago, it wasn't like this. It was very stereotype. It was more, okay, right, right. you go out and eat and forget and that's it. But now, yeah, it's, it's good. It's exciting. Now it's an experience. It's not just filling your stomach. Yeah, right. Cool. Right. So I wanted to ask you sort of a fun question towards the end of this episode. Um, my question to you is, do you watch any of these food TV shows, these kind of food drama shows that are on like Food Network or other shows? Netflix or, or Netflix something. Or like, you know, a Kitchen Nightmares or something. And if so, which which is your favorite one and how realistic is that portrayal? Of course I do. I, I was, uh, was about to do a Netflix show uh, three years ago, but, you know, when that bar bar opened up, so I have to pull it out at the last minute. And uh, it's great. It's not easy. Trust me. TV is not yeah. easy. You put me in the kitchen, I can be there. <laughs> you know, I, I have no problem. But, you know, in front of the <laughs> yeah. camera, I'm not good. I think now the good thing is happening. You don't have to be a restaurant chef or a hotel chef. Before it used to be limited, but now you can be a TV chef. You can be, uh, I don't know, the private chef. You can be, you know, there's a lot of lot of new thing you can do. So the opportunities was, are growing. Yeah, right. growing. So the TV shows, what they're doing, it's not easy. Trust me, it's, it's very, very difficult. If you ask me, I, I stay out of it a little bit because <laughs> I'm not, No, you know, it's a kind of different kind of mindset, different kind of, yeah, uh, yeah, people always yeah. say that the chefs who are working in TV, they don't know how to cook and all this. I think these are all rubbish. They know exactly, you know, they, what they are doing they are also amazing chef. That's why they are there. And that is not right, easy, of course. trust me. Cooking in front of camera, it's not easy. No, I imagine it's hard. It's a lot of pressure. So what would you say is your favorite show of the TV shows you've watched about cooking? Uh, I, I, you know, of course, um, the, uh, the Netflix, we, you know, uh, last one I was watching that uh, the Andre and his olive tree uh Exactly, I forgot. Is I think Andre and his olive tree. So Chef Andre, how how uh, uh, he left his, his Singapore restaurant, one of the top restaurants in Asia, and then opened something. Going, you know, she went back to his route and opened something in uh, in Taiwan. I think I I forgot, uh, but yeah, so that was the last uh, the show I watched, and that was really great. And there's a lot, lot more, a lot more right. on that, but. More than competition, but when I was I was uh, in, in in college and when I was in in, in uh, you know the when I was uh, in London and all that, I used to watch this Iron Chef and used to learn. I used to really oh, uh, interesting, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, you learn a lot of things. As I said, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Oh, so so it's it's somewhat realistic. Then you actually do learn some things from these. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. So <laughs> I, I learn from everywhere. It's not only that I go and work in different kitchens still now. Sure. Yeah. To yeah. learn other things, to learn other things. When I work on different concepts, uh, like we opened something in Palo Alto. This is the first uh, Indian restaurant with a live wood fire grill. Uh, this is not, uh, I think it's never happened before in Indian restaurant in that sense. But I was working in so many restaurants, not Indian restaurant, of course, so many American restaurants and other uh restaurant who has this wood fire grill to learn and develop and design how i want my grill to be that's good to know Got it. so my my last question to you is what would you say to someone maybe in your shoes 20 years ago or so who's 
wants to become a restaurateur, wants to become, you know, kind of go into the same route you've given, what words of wisdom would you would you provide someone younger who wants to kind of go down this road of exploring their creativity through food and opening restaurants and just, you know, embracing the world and all the food has to offer? I would say, I would say there is no rule. You know, it's not like if you hard working, you will do that. If you know the game, you will do that. I think you have to be people's person, right? If you can motivate people and if you can build your team, and if you, you have to be honest what you're doing you know the cooking is the i would always say is honesty uh, yeah. the food you will serve you unless until you are honest you will always gonna cut corner so mm-hmm. i would only say that be honest and then just uh, it will work and you have to be as i said you have to build your team from day one you know no matter which level you are working from your friends from your work colleague and slowly when you up the ladder you have to work with uh, other professionals you know front of the house guys even you know who gonna look after your finance you know the media and other things a lot of things so you know you just have to build step by step but if there is no such rule that if you tick these boxes you will be doing these and that and that so i would say just be honest and then keep doing what you're doing and things will work you know very cool cool that's an amazing feedback and advice great Great advice. Well, hey, thank you so much for agreeing to come on our show. If there's anything that you wanted to uh, highlight about your work, whatever is going on, you're more than welcome to do so now. Yep. Uh, I would say, as I said, I just said, you have to be honest if you're cooking food. And I think it's always about uh, if you love it, you know, if you love cooking or any other profession is going to work for you and what is the my main vision is that you know how we can take this indian food and then uh put it into places where people they didn't have any idea how indian food can be you know so it's not only gonna be us it can go to mexico you can go to south africa you can go to where there is still people they are not exposed to uh this kind of indian food and that's my kind of mission mission you can say that that that's how i'm working on it and i don't know how we're gonna achieve this but i think things future is looking bright you know we can't wait to see how you achieve it thank you all for listening uh please check out Chef Sujin's restaurants. He yeah. has one in San Francisco, one in Chicago, one in New York. He has a restaurant in New Delhi, and you can find more on his website as well. Yeah, we'll we'll add all the links to his Instagram and his personal pages in our description and bio. So feel free to check that out. Um, thank you so much for listening. With any questions, comments, and feedback, please find us on Instagram at Foreign and National, spelled N A T L, or email us at podcast at foreignandnational.com. Uh, Chef, thank you once again for being here and uh, have a great night, all of our listeners. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you.